Thanks for tuning in to the Diabetes Dish Podcast brought to you by DiabeticLifestyle.com. Here's your host, Maureen Connolly. Listeners, Maureen Connolly here, host of the Diabetes Dish, a podcast from DiabeticLifestyle.com, a vertical health digital property. Today's show is sponsored by EndocrineWeb.com. Endocrine Web is a great patient and professional resource for hundreds of endocrine conditions, including hypothyroidism and diabetes. So today's show, if you're insulin dependent and somewhat frustrated by the challenges that using insulin can present, then you're really going to enjoy what we have for you. Ask anyone who manages their diabetes with insulin injections about what these challenges are and the inconvenience of having to step away in certain situations to inject your insulin is definitely going to be tops on the list. Two other issues that are bound to come up, tracking doses and ensuring accurate dosing. The wrong dose of insulin, of course, can be life-threatening or even deadly. But in July 2016, the FDA granted approval on a new device that promises to help solve these issues, providing many of the dosage tracking benefits of an insulin pump. The InPen, that's I-N-P-E-N, manufactured by Companion Medical is the first and only FDA-approved wireless-enabled insulin pen that calculates and recommends optimal dosing, tracks and records all of one's doses and times, and shares dosing information with your healthcare provider through a mobile app. Joining me today is the creator of this device, Sean Saint, who is also the CEO of Companion Medical, the privately held San Diego-based company who created the device. And the company website describes Companion Medical as a company that leverages cross-functional engineering expertise and clinical experience to develop innovative solutions for diabetes management. So before St. joined Companion Medical, he had nearly a decade of experience in the medical device field, creating diabetes devices at companies including Tandem Diabetes Care, Dexcom, and Medtronic. He also has 75 issued and pending patent applications. And because life is known for those you-can't-make-this-stuff-up stories, St. was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes himself only six years ago at age 35. This is several years after he began working for some of the world's leading diabetes manufacturing companies. Sean, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Maureen. So before we get into the cool details about the InPen and how it works, I, I want to ask you about your type 1 diagnosis. Here you are, you're working in the field of diabetes device development, and you're diagnosed with type 1. Um, how did the diagnosis come about, and what was your initial reaction? <laughs> Great question. Um, well, I really, in some respects, diagnosed myself. Um, I had gone running that morning, and um, at the time, I was a, a runner, you know, recreational, mm-hmm. and so understood how far and how fast I could go. And, and that particular day was um, was very different. I had gone almost no distance, and my heart rate was going, and I was tired and walked back to work and didn't understand what was going on and ended up sitting on my couch that night feeling completely tired and on a whim checked my blood sugar. And it was about 400. And the diagnostic criteria for a fasting blood sugar is 125. So right off the bat, boom, you're, you're diagnosed. That's diabetes. Wow. Uh, so I ended up at my doctor the next day. And we decided it was type 1. And we have it. And it's, I've been doing it ever since. My reaction, um, it's really hard to say. I think I, think I was in a fog for quite a while um, because it was – I understood what it meant, unlike some people, because I'd been in the industry for so long. But it was very hard for me to 
I think emotionally accept that it happened because it was so, so unlikely. Yeah. It must've been um, surreal. At the same time, it, it was very surreal. Um, but I, I will say that I've never, I don't think anybody's ever had a better experience of diagnosis in the history of the world because I had quite a bit of pre-existing knowledge and I was surrounded by people who understand what I was dealing with and cared about it. Um, rather than most people who really don't, maybe don't know a lot about type one diabetes or what it means to be on insulin or how to calculate insulin doses. So I really had a leg up. Right. And the fact that you listen to your, I mean, the, you know, other people might've thought, Oh, I'm just having a bad day or I'm just, I don't know, something else, you know, is going on or just put off. Right. Maybe seeing their doctor and here you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're someone who carries, who actually owns a blood sugar monitor, which is, um, I mean, it makes sense, (laughs) but it's like, how, how handy. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously I didn't have that. I hadn't purchased it. I mean, I'd had it from, you know, my days with the Dexcom or Tandem. I'm not even sure, but you know, we do these in-house clinical trials and what have you. So, um, but yeah, no, I did. I caught it early and that made um, quite a bit of difference in the, uh, the early experience of it, I think. Yeah. So now did you decide to use a pump or were you injecting your insulin? So originally I injected my insulin. I used insulin pens and um, I did that for I'm trying to remember probably six months or so. And then I had the opportunity because of my work with Tandem to put this prior to the Tandem insulin pump being approved to wear a number of insulin pumps because of course we owned all of them through um, our testing at Tandem. Mm -hmm. So I was able to wear a Medtronic, an Omnipod, an Animus, and all the infusion sites I could possibly find. And uh, then when Tandem was approved, I was one of the first patients on that as well. So I've always made a point through my entire history with diabetes of trying everything I could possibly find. Um, I've tried all the insulins, again, all the pumps, the infusion sets, et cetera. And I, I find it just makes me um, a little bit more maybe understanding of why people would or wouldn't want to use each one of these technologies. Mm-hmm. And so for you personally, like, did you ever run into a serious health issue as a result of improper dosing or bad timing, you know, with your dosing? No, I've been very lucky. Um, I've never had an assisted hypo. I've I certainly I don't have any complications of any description. Um, so, and of course, I've only had it six years. So all these things could happen in the future, and we work really, really hard to, to keep that from happening. So, you know, pumps are work really well for a lot of people, um, but when they don't work mm-hmm. for somebody, I mean, I think I read a stat where a big percentage of people who take insulin just don't want to wear an insulin pump for whatever reason. So what would you say some of those reasons are? Well, you know, Maureen, if I could take a small step back, I think mm-hmm. that's a really interesting segue into where the idea for the in-pen came from, um, you know, at Tandem. That was going to be my next question. question. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I had to get yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so we were asking this question, how do we get more people to use the Tandem insulin pump, right? That's the right question for a company like that. And so we would do the surveys and we would figure out that people don't like tubing or they don't like the cost or they don't like complexity or whatever it is. And it, it ends up with about 93% of the people using insulin, and of course I'm including type 2s in that, either cannot or will not use an insulin pump. So prior to my diagnosis, I had been focused on how do we you know, get more people to switch, um, but we can only go so far, and it frustrated me. But then I was diagnosed, and it changed my perspective a little bit. And I realized that being frustrated with patients is probably not the best technique. Maybe instead we should ask a different question. And the question we asked was, or companion asked was, how do we bring the benefits of insulin pumps to pen and syringe users? So uh, the answer to that was, I think, 
you know, pretty obviously a smart pen and I'm not the first guy to think of smart pens, not by a long shot. But when we looked at what was being done in the industry, we were one underwhelmed by the amount of work and two underwhelmed by what was actually happening. And uh, we set out to do something better. That's great. And so can you tell us in a little more detail how the device works and how it's different from some of the other pens on the market? Yeah, absolutely. The pen itself uh, looks indistinguishable from a traditional durable insulin pen. Um, it works exactly the same. So it doesn't have any screens. It doesn't have any buttons, no switches. It's the same size as a traditional insulin pen. Uh, there's no way to recharge the battery. There's no way to replace the battery because the battery lasts for a whole year. Uh, so the pen itself, you just use like an insulin pen, but there is a radio in there and it will transmit your doses from the pen to your smartphone. And then we take all those smart pump features and we put them on the, on the smartphone. Okay. So the difference between what we're doing and a number of the other companies out there are the, the products that we've seen tend to be quite a bit larger. They tend to be more complicated. They tend to require a recharge of you to recharge the battery about once a week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, there's little buttons on there that you have to figure out. The user interfaces can be challenging. So we really tried to go 180 degrees away from that. Um, rather than putting all, oh, I meant, forgot to mention, some of them have motors in them to actually drive the insulin into you rather than just pushing with your thumb. Hmm. So we really questioned what problem they were trying to solve, and we, we couldn't figure it out. So with our product, we wanted to make it just completely transparent to the user. Now, on the phone, we provide things like a dose calculator, which is an extremely important feature of insulin pumps. And you mentioned it in your opening. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding exactly how much insulin to take each and every time you need to do it is one of the biggest challenges in diabetes because it can be very, very hard. Into that, that um, to understand that, you have to take a few things into account, right? Obviously, your blood sugar, how many carbs you intend to eat, but you also have to take into account your correction factor, your carbohydrate factor, your duration of insulin action, recent doses, and how much of that dose may be left in your body. All that goes into understanding the proper dose, and it's a very difficult math. So that's what a dose calculator does for you is, is do that math for you. Um, we also have insulin on board displays so you know how much is still uh, operating in your body. Um, and these are things that pump would have. Uh, last dose display like a pump would have. Um, we even added a temperature sensor. So if you leave your pen in the trunk, for example, and it gets too hot and your insulin uh, gets destroyed, we'll let you know that your pen was, was over the limit of your insulin. Um, and then dose reminders, all those sorts of features that you might find on a pump we've provided. Wow. That's amazing. So, and the features they're compatible with Android and Apple is at the moment we're cleared for Apple only Mm -hmm. and we intend to uh, submit our Android device relatively soon. Okay. And as, as far as timing goes, so, uh, it was approved back in July, 2016, but available sometime 2017. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. Working as hard as we can to get that done for, for patients right now. Yeah. And there, is there a price set yet? There's not. And that's, um, it's not that we're unwilling to say. We really don't know. Uh, the in-pen really represents a new category of insulin delivery device. Um, you know, being a smart pen, because what we've done is added a tremendous amount of the benefit of a pump, but in the form factor of a pen. So, you know, a new category device can be very hard to price, and that's what we're working on right now. Mm-hmm. We unfortunately really can't take... Um, any history from either pumps or pens, any guidance, if you will. Right. And so presumably some health insurance companies, I mean, one would hope would cover some or part, you know, or all of this. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that's certainly our goal in the long run. Um, the early path that we'll be taking is we do believe that this is a pharmacy benefit product. So um, you'll get it not unlike a traditional insulin pen. You go down to your, uh, your pharmacy effectively and, and get the product. Um, and then you'll pay a copay, whether or not that is your tier one, tier two, tier three drug copay. That'll depend on the contracting and formulary, mm -hmm. uh, which takes time. So it'll start at probably tier three and then improve from there. Uh, but we do believe that a tier three drug copay, which tends to average 50 or $75 for a one-year uh, device is very acceptable. Right. Okay. And just going back to some of the features you mentioned about, you know, how it's smaller, sleeker. I mean, do you think that allows one to be a little more discreet, you know, not having to maybe step away and, um, I mean, especially the difference between giving yourself an injection versus just kind of the pop of the pen, but maybe you could talk about that a little bit, wh why that might be appealing. Yeah. <clears throat> well, our pen is, is smaller than some of the smart pens in development or all of them really, um, but we're about the same size as traditional insulin pens. So mm -hmm. we're probably no more discreet than a traditional insulin pen. However, I think pens themselves are significantly more discreet than syringes, or at least they have the ability to be, because we don't have to do things like draw the insulin out of a vial. Right. We can just pull out the pen, dial up the dose, and then inject it wherever you feel is appropriate. Um, so yeah, which is a beautiful it. thing. And, and the in-pen, mm -hmm. so it's been approved for use with, with what type of, which insulin? We've been approved with both Humalog and Novolog, which is about 95% of the rapid acting insulin market in the United States and also happens to be the only two cartridges available. So um, we've, we've, uh, we tested with absolutely everything that was available. Okay, great. And so, and as far as the data, your doctor and I guess anyone else you can mm -hmm. grant permission to, can they actually see your data? Is that the sort of thing they can share? Sure. So right on the, the phone itself, we provide your traditional therapy summaries, right? Like you might find from when you download your insulin pump to the back office software that the other companies provided. We do that right on the phone. And that really improves the workflow for the physician's office because they don't have to get yet another uh, piece of software onto their computer, which then has to be approved by their healthcare system. Um, from the phone, you can fax it or email it to, to the doctor's office. Um, you can view it right on the phone. That's fine. And then we're adding right in right now. We're adding in uh, even text messaging so that if you want, when you take a dose or enter a blood sugar or what have you, you can text that to loved ones or people you who are sharing your data. That's great. And but they wouldn't could they be set up to get an automatic text? So it's like if you're not paying attention, but maybe mm -hmm. they are, you know, and they could say, hey, exactly. Um, the, the text message would go completely automatically when you take a dose, even if your phone is in your pocket, the text message would fire out to, let's say, mom and let her know that, that you just took your dose. That's amazing. Yeah, and of course, that you can turn that on or off. And then in the long run, we'd very much like to work with the different data aggregation companies. Uh, and there's a bunch of them out there doing really great work. Gluco, Tidepool, um, Dexcom has a platform, OneDrop, all these come to mind. Um, and I think the holy grail of diabetes is to be able to provide real-time insulin and glucose information uh, on top of one another. And that's one of the beauties is that we now have with, for example, continuous glucose monitors and even the Bluetooth meters, we have the ability to get real-time blood glucose information into these systems. But we really don't with, with insulin data. Certainly, we have no electronic data at all for the 93% of people on pens and syringes. And we address that. But even most of the pumps out there have no ability to communicate the data on them. So you have to go plug them in once a month or three months or whatever to get that data onto the system. 
So we have access to a cellular radio in the phone, of course. So we can do that real time. Hmm. That's amazing too. And, but, but, you know, there was a story that came out about the hackability of devices, uh, medical devices, and sort of the concern that is this something Mm -hmm. that consumers, you know, need to worry about uh, or inquire about when they're considering purchasing a device like this. And so I want to know what your thoughts are around that. Yeah, that has been a big topic of discussion lately. And um, I think it's something that people should certainly be aware of. Um, I don't know that as of yet, we know of anybody who's really exploited any of these these um, loopholes, um, with the exception of completely on purpose, right? I mean, there's the, the Black Hat Conference story where somebody was able to hack a, a metronic pump and bolus from it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think this is probably pretty rare. That being said, um, with a device like ours, we took great pains to make sure that these things were not a problem. So there's the communication between our device goes from the pen to the app and not the other way. Mm. And there really isn't a motor on our pen. There isn't, there's nothing that you control in the pen itself. So there would be no way to dose from your pen or fool the pen into giving a larger dose than you expected or anyway, it's just physically impossible. Okay. Well, that's really reassuring. Of course, in terms of the the data on the phone, of course, we use all the um, industry standard encryption standards and all that to keep that data safe as well. But of course, I think the real fear that everybody's been talking about lately is the ability to overbowl with somebody and that just doesn't exist. Right. Okay. Uh, Well, Sean, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to the diabetes dish. Um, this has been, you know, really informative and listeners for those who want more information about the InPen, you can go to diabeticlifestyle.com and read the news story about the InPen. And you can also access highlights from our show notes, which will make sure to update you with information once the price and availability day is confirmed. Um, so thanks again for listening and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Maureen.